The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, happy Tuesday to everyone. I am assuming at this point that everybody has dug out from whatever snow, winter weather, extreme cold that they had to deal with over the course of the weekend. It did kind of surprise us a little bit. And, you know, it, it, is, it is gone. Now, if I have this correct, and there's a very, very good possibility I don't, but if I have it correct, I think we're going to actually see a real warming trend for the next couple of weeks. A little rain yep. coming in later this week, but that's about it. Supposed to get up to the 60s mid this week. Great. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, the newest and latest concept. And boy, let me tell you something. You're going you're gonna to find out later on in today's show, just in about 25, 30 minutes or so, just how far-reaching a even thrown-together, nobody-knows-what-they're-doing, you know, just above mediocre podcasts can do. I mean, we, we, we've, we've, we've reached across the pond. And we have a guest that's going to join us here in just a little bit that came in for what I dubbed Shanapalooza or Shanaroo, the, uh, the gathering that we had this last weekend for Shannon Fuller down at Zarzars. And a gentleman from the UK will be talking to him, and he listens to us every day. I didn't tell you, our, our audience is far flung. And far out, man. And we love him to death. 301-9229 is the number here if you ever want to join us and give your opinion over something that is said or not said here. If you feel like there's uh, something important that is just not being covered, for God's sakes, tell us. Uh, on Friday of this week, Weston Womp will be our guest. Yeah. He's coming I'm in. I'm kind of excited about oh, that. Oh, boy. So, no, I'm, I think it's going to be good. Saw Weston. I can meet him again. Can't yeah. wait to meet you again, Weston. Hi, nice to meet you for the 25th time. <laughs> saw Weston and, and Cody uh, both at the gathering, and uh, Weston is, is, is a little more laid back about the county mayor race, even though they've got a d- debate set up and everything. Cody is on fire. Yes, she, she is. She is. She is single-minded, and mm. her determination to win the district attorney eyed. general's um, you know, seat. And uh, I look forward to having her in as well. So I mean, we've, we're gonna we're gonna hook that up uh, as well. So looking forward to it. But anyway, Fred the Brit, as he is now in my contacts on my phone, gonna be joining us here in just a little bit. And uh, go ahead and mark it down. Um, Bengals, man, how about those Cincinnati Bengals and our boy Money comes through again. The shooter, I mean the kicker who has not missed in the postseason, ties the game up, ends up with a winning field goal, same guy that beat the Titans, and the underdogs go to the Super Bowl against the Rams. Yeah, throwing up in my mouth a little bit about this one. Uh, yeah, I don't – I hate the Bengals. I hate the Chiefs. I hate football. I know. I, I didn't watch I it. I, I saw the box scores. I literally watched Law and Order. I wondered. I wondered if you would watch no, it at all. No, of no. course, no, no. I'm not watching see, this. See, you see, think see, I can be entertained by this madness? I should see, be in Nashville yesterday. See, Damn it. See, this, this is the no. kind of thing. Re- Rebecca doesn't understand rooting against a team, mm-hmm. watching a game just to root against oh, somebody. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah, I know. This, not but, and she also, of course, being in that same mindset, and Jen, I know, probably feels the same way if she ever watched it all. You know, wouldn't understand rooting for the team that beat you. 
So which I'm I'm super old school. If the team that beats me, I want them to go ahead and go all the way. I don't think to many, prove that we I, were that good. You know, we only got beat by the best. That's not wrong. A lot of people have thought that way and maybe still do. And I did it once upon a time. I did, I did. Football's over. Football's over. I'll go to a Super Bowl party. Somebody invite me, please, by the way, and then we'll watch commercials <laughs> together. Uh, Quality Tire. God, Thank I you so much, stand. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee, for being our presenting sponsor. And all other sponsors for stepping up. Sports Barn has re-upped again, and we're very, very glad to have the Sports Barn. And there's three locations since 1979 here in town. Um, Before speak, we get away from that, one more yeah, thing. No, no, please. So um, we're also going to get the the just slurping and gushing of how the NFL is so amazing and all these games are so close and, and yeah. they're not wrong. They have they have been they have been very good except for when season. your team had a real look at it and gets yeah. kicked in the you know what. Yeah, these games suck. This literally kicked. Sucks. Literally, literally kicked. kicked. Literally kicked. Literally kicked right in it. the gonads. I got people texting me like, oh my God, did you see that? I'm like, stop <laughs> texting me. Uh, Leave me alone. The uh I will say this on the on the storm that came through, and this blizzard had a name too. I, I don't know what it was. What was the name of this blizzard? I, I it's weird to have winter storms with names. Oh, bomb cyclone Adolf. Bomb yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> Mass shooting. No, it it was Mass I mean, school shooting weather front. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um but in all honesty, I mean it, it has been very, very lethal. There were four dead in Long Island, and y'all laughed at me the other day when I said that that medical study had come out that said not everybody was made for shoveling. Some people really shouldn't shovel. Three of the four dead in Long Island were shoveling snow. They got, you know, two and a half feet of snow. And I'm telling you, it's there, a workout. Are, there are body types. <laughs> they should have shoveled faster. Cardiac, you know, situations with some people and their, their, their hydraulics just aren't built for that sort yeah, of thing. They and do they just it. keeled over who dead. Who else is going to do it? Yeah, I don't know. The, the kid down the street who's not going to keel over dead because he's just 13. He's playing Fortnite. He's busy. Pay him $20 <laughs> and have him you know, shovel your driveway. We we lost another one now, and I'm not going uh, to do it. I know where you're going I'm not going to. I'm not going to make the comparison, but to me, losing Howard Hessman, Dr. Johnny Fever, yeah. oh, yeah. WKRP in Cincinnati. That was terrible. And also the guy that started head of the class, which mm-hmm. wasn't a bad show at Whatever. all. But Howard Hessman first popped up as a hippie, playing a hippie very much like Dr. Johnny Fever, the, the DJ who inspired me when KRP you know, first came out. And it, I was already in radio, and I was telling my family – You'd be surprised how realistic and accurate this show really is. Very. And it really is. But he actually played a hippie on Dragnet, the famous episode (laughs) where they bust all the the, the place that's doing all the acid. And, you know, he goes, laughers, screamers, yellows, rainbows, they're all here. He was one of the hippies over there chewing on his paintbrush, you know. (laughs) You go, wow, man. But Dr. Johnny Fever has left the building. Is there any connection with that show in the city of Cincinnati other than it rhymes with WKRP? No. Okay, so the Bengals fans don't have something else they can get off? No, 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 all twisted (laughs) up Emotional about? about? Well, but they could. They could. I mean, certainly it it, it goes along. Garbage skyline. No, KRP. Chili, God, we watch that show every week. KRP are the call letters of a station in in Kentucky, in southern Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's right. Hold on. I know. It's it's certainly east of the Mississippi. It wouldn't be W. But. Uh, you know, lost lost Howard Hessman for what it's worth, and we'll we'll miss him. That that show was, it was um, it was perfect for its time. It was, and I, it was actually funny. 
Yeah, it was. It was, it was, really it was based funny. on the movie FM. Very much like, you know, MASH was based on MASH, yeah, right? Right. And then we had Happy Days based on American Graffiti. Mm-hmm. And the movie FM, you know, with the Steely Dan soundtrack, you know, was that was the basis for WKRP and Howard Hessman was in it. He he started Johnny Fever. Uh, we all uh, had a crush on on yeah, Johnny Fever. Yeah. Or no no. Rebecca had a crush on Venus Flytrap. Okay. She told me she said she said that that was she didn't care anything about Johnny Fever. He seemed like a scumbag. No, said that I Venus him. Flytrap had the well you know he had his own soundtrack like I do. <laughs> yeah. You know walking through the downtown streets. So you KRP know. does exist in Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, it's a, Raleigh. It's there a uh, low power FM. I've right. seen the show a couple times. Uh, it just was before my time, seventy eight to eighty two. I I know all about it. I know what it is. I probably would really appreciate it. You at really this point. would. Yeah. Yes. And I actually have at least one season on DVD because I used to just buy DVDs they, and never got around to watching Well, it. the <laughs> very first episode I sent, the first time you ever saw him on TV as that character was when the big guy, which is the only thing they ever referred to him as, yeah. the general manager comes in, and they've just switched from the music of your life format Elevator music. To, to rock and roll. <laughs> and so the big guy comes in, and Dr. Johnny Fever's laid back in his chair, almost completely just passed out, and he's listening to the brand-new Pink Floyd album, Animals, and Dogs is playing. And he walks in, and he's looking at records, and he's looking at the guy, and he puts his hand in front of his face, and he gets no reaction. And here's here's Pink Floyd, which says, row, 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 row. Row, 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 in the background. And finally, you know, Dr. John Fever says, don't touch that. Don't touch that. He, he, went, he, yeah, he, he went, was about to touch the going, record. Yeah. And he goes, do you hear dogs? He goes, I do. <laughs> do, do, do you? <laughs> it's intense, isn't it? And it, it's, it's, it? It's an excellent scene. And they actually did, the staff and the writers did justice to the horrible scenario that happened at the Who concert where the 11 people were crushed at a general admissions concert. That was in Ohio, too, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it Cincinnati? was in Cincinnati. Yeah. It was in Cincinnati. I mean, they had this whole build-up to this Who concert, and they were going to be bringing them on stage, and the next thing you see is it's dark inside the studios, and somebody comes in and turns on the light, and they're all just stunned into silence. And then you see a candlelight vigil out the window, and that was it. Mm. Very moving. I just got chills talking about it. All right, well, let's go ahead and get started here. Russell Stroud is with us, and Russell, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your your buddy's going to be leaving here oh. shortly. I know that that ends a, a nice little era that has made your winter much warmer and friendlier than it normally would have been. Quite. Anyway. Right. Any- you might be sharing some airport space <laughs> with our buddy Fred that's going to be coming in here in just a second. Maybe so. Uh, well, in more uh, different news, an 87-year-old man was killed uh, in a traffic crash over the weekend. Reports say that the vehicle was headed northbound on Highway 27 when it apparently veered off of the roadway, then overcorrected and rolled over. The vehicle, the driver rather, was reportedly ejected. He was found by EMTs and was pronounced dead at the scene. We went right by that. Did you? Yeah, it was rough. The police are uh, still asking for information on the crash. If you saw what happened, give them a call, 698-2525. Specifically, they're trying to find out uh, the circumstances of the timeline of the events that led up to the crash. The Dalton police are trying to track down a man who went missing last Monday. They say a 49-year-old Stephen Hammontree was last spotted by his wife leaving for work in his silver 2020 Nissan Altima. He never arrived at work. His license plate number is EUV117. That's EUV117. He is Caucasian, 5 foot 9 inches tall, about 220 pounds. He has closely cropped gray hair and a beard with a mustache. If you know where he is, contact the Dalton Police Department. 
And finally, a fire broke out inside a detached garage. Firefighters say that a motorcycle somehow caught on fire. The homeowner spotted the blaze and called 911. Nobody was injured, but the damages are estimated to cost around $25,000. The Hamilton County Sheriff's Office has taken over very, the investigation. Very quickly, before you go to, to Dave Hooker, is that the one that was on Hamlet Drive, the shed that was on Hamlet Drive? Are I you, think this one aware? was on Dallas Hollow Road. I know we had we had the one that was caused by the space heater on Curtis Street, right? And we were just going to do the standard warning about space heaters, but the one on Hamlet, it was in a shed, and the shed was filled with fireworks. Oh, so, uh, oh compl- no. complicating factors for firefighters. Yeah, no kidding. And there was a case, uh, I think, also in a similar area where a fireman had to be taken to the hospital because of smoke inhalation. But there you go. he uh, turned out to be all right. Lots of fires over the last couple of days. Uh, but anyway, from somewhere in the Yellow Sea, it's Dave Hooker. We love confidence. We hate cocky. What's the difference? Dave Hooker off the hook sports. So Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Beagles, will be going to the Super Bowl and trying to win an NFL championship for the Bengals. Yes, that's right, the Bengals. When we talk about Joe Burrow, let's remember that this time, 2019, he was looking for a school to go to. He ended up at LSU and was an immediate star. LSU went 15-0 and won a national title, but he was a cast-off from Ohio State. He wasn't going to play there, and suddenly, just three short years, he's in the Super Bowl. Overcame a significant injury as well, worked, got out there. So the difference between confidence and being cocky is not necessarily the result. The difference is he had the confidence to know he had the ability to play elsewhere if he needed to, He also had the confidence to know that he could listen to his doctors and go out and get ready early in the process as he recovered from that knee injury last year. So we're talking about a young man who, despite the results, is very, very confident but not cocky. Congratulations to Joe Burrow. Three years ago, he wasn't among the top three quarterbacks at Ohio State. Now at Cincinnati for the Bengals, by the way, he grew up about a two-hour drive from the stadium, he's taking one of the worst franchises in the history of the NFL to the Super Bowl. Dave Hooker off the Oak Sports. Go Rams. Let the slurping begin. Come on, you. Joe Cool. Come on, you scrapping Bengal Tigers. Whenever you think of Cincinnati, Ohio, you naturally think of a Bengal tiger. Yeah, the bungles. <laughs> Cincinnati right? bungles right. is what they're known. Like, like well, the Utah Jazz. There is some... <laughs> the Salt Lake City, Utah Jazz. It doesn't make any sense. Just the go La- with the it. The Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers, where there are no lakes. There's not a lake out oh, there no. bigger than the backyard pond you have. There really isn't. And if they have one, it's been sucked dry by the Los Angelinians. Some bad news. Uh, The Penguins lost twice in a row, breaking their winning streak. They lost to the (laughs) Detroit Red Wings first and then to the LA Kings. In other important sports news on the. Oh, I Nigga Driving Show. No, no, I have I have something on curling coming up. Yeah. So, oh, the you, skillet curling. Hold, yeah. hold your breath. It's not even on skillet curling. It's oh. on the actual sport. Hold your breath for the curling segment 
coming maybe, up. Maybe Fred the Brit can give us some uh, <laughs> Premier League uh, <laughs> updates. Uh, yeah, they're talking soccer out there. Don't think they're not with the CFC folks. Out Joe Burrow's not cocky. Come on, Dave. Joe Burrow's not cocky. Get out of here. The Supreme, Supreme Court uh, slate that uh, President Biden is looking at of black women has been widened to two a dozen. We'll talk more a little bit later on in today's show, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, um, about that slate and the hypocrisy on the GOP side, those folks who are complaining about having it already narrowed down to a black woman. Remember President St. Ronnie Reagan's promise to, to, to put a woman on the Supreme Court. I don't believe I remember anybody from the GOP going, well, that's just not a very good qualification just because she's a woman. You know, they were, they were cheering it. And uh, it's, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Um, Bette Midler... I have no real use for Bette Midler in my life. I guess she's a good enough musical act. I, I think uh, there's a couple of tunes that, that, that stick out of my mind. No, Wind Beneath My Wings is not one. She I forget, the rest she does of my the life. old acting and music. And thing. Yeah, yeah, she's yes, a exactly. Broadway she, actress. She's, she's a very good actress, and she, she came up in the gay bathhouses of New York mm-hmm. and San Francisco and, and things of this nature. So, so she has a completely different look on life than most. And she ripped West Virginia, not just the governor, not just Joe Manchin, which would have been totally acceptable. She, in, she referred to the entire state as being a bunch of poor, illiterate, strung out junkies. And okay. so the the governor of Westford I was gonna say, I mean maybe not not that she's wrong to a degree, but still, I mean, don't throw everybody under the bus. There's a lot of great people up there, wonderful people. Think about John Denver, West Virginia, Mountain Mama. I mean, come on now. But the Well the, you know that Mountain Mama was popping oxy though. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> if they were available at the time uh, but the the so the governor during his state of the state address, during his state of the state address, televised address to the entire world that was watching whoever was, grabs his bulldog, oh, and hold, gosh, holds it right. up and shows it ass first to the camera. And was it ever? And says says and she can <laughs> kiss my dog's butt. He said Heine. Heine. And then put it down and so she responds, and she has this entire group of metrics of where West Virginia fits into things like health care, literacy rate, and they rank 47th. And she goes, your dog's ass would be a better governor for your state than you are. Uh, and really all she wanted to do was say, Joe Manchin, get in line for God's sakes on Build Back Better. But it, it just turned into a, a comedy routine. It's one of the course. poorest states in the union, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, a very tragic story that's got everybody scratching their heads, and y'all may not have heard of this heard this yet. But uh, the former Miss USA from just a couple of years I did ago, know about this. the first yeah. black Miss USA, Chelsea Chris, she was gorgeous. who went on Chesley. into Chesley, Chesley, Chesley went into. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, my notes are scribbled. It's okay. Um, she went on and worked for Extra, the TV show Extra. Yeah, she was she became a, a correspondent. TV personality. Yep. She was beautiful, obviously. Absolutely gorgeous. And apparently extremely engaging and personable, but spoke openly in the past about uh, struggles with mental illness. Well, she hurled herself off the top of a skyscraper in New York City over the weekend. And yep. uh, this was the first time we ever had wow. a Black Miss America, a Black Miss USA, and a Black Teen America. And this was not Miss Black anything. This was just mm-hmm. the the competitions. And 
nobody she didn't leave a note she didn't leave anything her her i think facebook or tweet comment that morning was this will be a very very good day to restart for most of you maybe a little crypticness in there mm. uh but she didn't restart anything Gosh, she what a way to ended go everything too. i it's horrible i can't I, I don't want to ever be able to wrap my brain around it Mm-mm. Bipartisan agreement looks like it's going to be shaping up on Russian sanctions, the sanctions against Russia. There is a scheduled meeting again between Russian diplomats, Ukrainian diplomats, and the U.N. The U.N., you know, showing again it's it's pretty much uselessness in these situations. And this is why we actually put our, you know, our money on them early on, back, you know, several decades ago, that it would stop these sorts of things from happening. But it doesn't really have any teeth. All it can do is talk. Um, there's an anti-submarine war maneuver now going on by the Russians in the Norwegian Sea, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a new fold into this entire you know convoluted mess. And who the hell asked Tucker Carlson what he thought about Russian-American relations? <laughs> he is towing that 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 Donald Trump line of what's so bad about Vladimir Putin? Why are we always so concerned about Vladimir Putin and his past? Why not let Russia be Russia? Why can't we be friends with Russia? Well, that would be great if uh, Neville Russia... Neville Chamberlain brought back from the dead. <laughs> right. That would be great if Russia being Russia didn't involve, you know, invading other countries. Invading other sovereign nations that we have sworn to protect. Right. If Russia was like, you know, Imperial Russia of 19... 19- 16 and it'd be like oh yeah you know i get it no things are a bit different now how is it that that somebody who considers themselves some kind of super patriot you know and and you know usa first bring back america make it bigger better better uh greater than ever how, how can they just roll over and go just just you know nipples up well, on on you know our greatest blood enemy i think it's because it's a it's attempting to justify non-intervention in in a way that makes it seem like the other side is being unreasonable uh and, and it sort of makes one question the narrative right where you're like maybe we're overblowing this whole russia situation we're not T- tucker carlson is a weird dude he's a weird dude like, and just the way he presents himself is just odd. he presents himself like any other politician which is what he is mm-hmm. he's an entertainer and a politician, no, he's got, yeah, and he's going to say is, whatever he thinks is going to get him more ratings, higher ratings. It has nothing to do with anything he believes in his heart. Absolutely. He, he's a liar, and the truth isn't in him. It's part, it's part of the television show. It's part of the political entertainment complex. Just his, his inflection of his voice to the high, to the high pitch to down low, and like and then, and then, and then, and then like I can't even I can't even impersonate it. It's just no, that, odd. Was, that was pretty good. It's just odd, it's, and it's just it, it's, it's, a, weird a, it's a television character. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's weird too because he's like uh, top ten ratings right now. Oh, I he's think. a uh, way he's up huge. there. Yeah. And I mean, we I, most of us had him written off a long time. Oh, we forget yeah, he took I'm surprised over, he's still on. He took over for Bill O'Reilly, yeah. who was in his own way a different kind of rebel rouser. Before was, that was cool to do. O'Reilly was, at least he was re, he was reliably libertarian. He would irritate everybody. You're talking about Bill O'Reilly? Yeah, yeah. Well, Tucker Carlson was much in the same vein. I don't know if you guys Not watched anymore. him. Yeah, I don't know if you guys watched him when he was first on, but I did because I was younger. He was CNN once upon a time, mm-hmm. and I thought he was. You know, relatively fair, a little bit right leaning, but he wasn't like bad. Oh, remember when John Stewart just took him apart? Yeah, just took yeah, him apart. I, I think he, I think he actually, I think he, he may have actually had tears in his eyes. He was so embarrassed because uh, yeah, he, he, he just got shredded 
by a superior intellect. Well, he came and, in with a presupposition that was completely wrong. Yeah, that he was, thought it was just going to have a comedian on the air that was yeah. going to be funny. Right. And that's not what he was there for. As I remember, the line was, I'm not your performing monkey. Right. He goes, I thought you were supposed to be funny. I thought you were supposed to be smart. You know, Mr. Bowtie. Yeah. Um, Ohio venue says no to Marjorie Taylor Greene. They actually had a, a big, uh, you know, venue set up for uh, an appearance of people who were just concerned about America and our standing in the world today. MTG announces that she's going to make an appearance. They said no. This is Ohio. Very rich. Why, why is a small congressional district representative of Georgia, five seconds from where we're standing, going to Ohio for anything? Can y'all see this on the cameras? That's why. Not only that, she the doesn't. Inter- international symbol for money grubbing. Money grubbing. Politically speaking, like real politics, she doesn't do anything. No. All she is is no, a rhetoric she, machine. She, no, she literally, have, she she have literally any, does not do anything. She doesn't have any. Right. Uh, uh, what committee, are they called? Committee, committee, committee seats. Committee yeah. seats. Yeah, this be like Lauren Boebert, the you know the yeah. Taylor of the West. Yeah, coming to Chattanooga <laughs> to speak to us. Oh, and oh, what are you and, doing here? And she yeah. would fill up the venue, whatever the mm, venue was, as big as it was. It'd be different if it was like an eloquent speaker, you know, like if it was like a like a Thomas Sowell, and you're like, oh yes, I understand. I'll bring Chattanooga more funds for the cleanup of the. Wheeland Foundry. Breaking, what are you talking about? Some breaking news here real quick. This is You'll be hearing about it uh, here first. Uh, bomb threats received at five different historically black colleges and universities, including Howard. Hmm. Uh, and so FBI and others are jumping on that even as we speak. Uh, Tennessee Secretary of State Trey Hargett says businesses in the state of Tennessee should be on scam alert. There's some sort of new mailer scam that's going on that apparently several people have fallen, I mean, otherwise smart business owners have fallen prey to, and I don't have a whole lot of details on it. Just be mindful out there. Uh, President Biden does say um, to the Taliban, if you really want a seat at the table, you're going to have to give up uh, a few things, including Navy veteran Mark Frerichs, who you have in custody, and we don't know why you have him in custody, and the Frerich family would like to see him released. Everybody would like to see him released. Uh, United Arab Emirates intercepted a Yemeni rocket, mm-hmm. actually successfully blew it out of the sky, showing that they actually have armaments capable of doing damage. Yeah. You mentioned the uh, firefighter that was hospitalized here. Uh, a ton of people in Ohio, once again, why Ohio's in the news so much, I'm not really sure, uh, an indoor pool uh, that was possibly overpopulated because of the severe winter weather and the chill factor outside. Several people had to go to the hospital because of carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, heavens. Again, you know, you got what it, you know, what a kerosene heater and 25 people in a small space that's what you're going to get. It's a recipe for disaster. Uh, Spotify continues to just feel the pressure. Joni Mitchell, uh, Harry, and uh, Megan, mm-hmm. and others said, We are also pulling if you do not rein Joe Rogan in. They're not trying to cancel him, they're not trying to get him fired. They're just saying he has got to quit giving people what could be fatal misinformation. The latest, I mean, and he did this last week before it began. It's begin, the money's beginning to get equal now. Brian, we're talking about Neil Young's category, you know, and and his music catalog versus what Joe Rogan brings in is not even close. Mm. Start adding Joni Mitchell and other classic rock artists up there and those scales are beginning to level out, and they're beginning to have to go, good God almighty, well, this the, is going to be Joni a snowball. Mitch, We're jo- going to miss all these 70s acts. And so Rogan on oh, Friday no. 
he brings in a doctor who says that the entire country was hypnotized to take the vaccine. We were all under mass hypnosis. That's the kind of bull crap that people let go unquestioned on other shows, podcasts, and broadcasts, and that qualifies across the board as not just misinformation, outright outlandish lies that go un, you know, challenged. And so Rogan is in trouble right now. Rogan has issued an apology. He says he's going to um, do better. And then Spotify has said that they're going to start putting some form of disclaimer either at the beginning or the end of, you know, podcasts that are kind of, we don't know, you know, whether the information is right or not. And also, just to point this out, I posted about this story on our Facebook page over the weekend, yeah. to which I received about 16 or 17, who cares about the story? Well, I care. I care. I think it's the best thing to ever happen to Spotify, actually, aside from getting Joe Rogan on their It's platform. a trending story. It's an important yeah. issue. And why wouldn't you care? What well, were you no, going to say? You, you, Joni you, Mitchell is... You see critically acclaimed legends, Hall of Famers, all basically linking arms and saying, we're willing to take our own financial hit in order to make right. sure y'all get this right. Well, here's because a, people are dying because they're eating horse dewormer. I know a lot of people now who are actually pulling their subscription to Spotify because of this. Here's the thing, though. Joni Mitchell and Neil Young didn't really make very much money off of Spotify at all. They made like fractions of a cent per hundred plays so it's not oh wait Joni much. Mitchell is the female version of Neil Young yeah talk that's to right me, talk, yeah, to, me, no, talk to me when Billie Eilish wants that, her that money that was exactly pulled. what I was going to say I was going to say when Travis Scott pulls then yeah. it's a big well, issue Tyler the Creator well, doesn't want yeah. his music anymore on have, Spotify have talk to me yeah, Joni Mitchell to the demographic keep your eye on Taylor Swift have y'all ever seen the, the follow the leader movement that takes place in, that's right in, in, in modern entertainment well yeah but they, Joni they, Mitchell they, and Neil they, Young are not leaders I guarantee oh they are they are Absolutely, I absolutely promise you they are. Yes. I guarantee not you. Not on Spotify. The, ta no, not on the, Spotify. the Taylor Swifts of the world will absolutely follow in like kind what Joni Mitchell does. It wouldn't does. be Taylor Swift without Joni and, Mitchell. And, and the, I mean, the Black Keys will follow what Neil Young does. And it will be a snowball effect. I don't know if they if they don't step up and Spotify actually say Spotify needs to fix this. We'll we'll get the parameters set. I'll believe it when I see it. I um, think Spotify's making money off the, of it. The Beatles, if uh, maybe they've changed recently, the music Beatles music can't be gotten on Spotify. I don't think last it can. I looked. Well, and Taylor yeah, Swift and, and, pulled uh, as well not you, too long ago. And if there was such a money maker for the Beatles, why wouldn't the music be there? <laughs> right. Oh, the, because they don't need the money. Neither does Neil Young. Neither does Joni Mitchell. I mean, why, they're doing it out of out of pure principle. It's yes, not. A, it's, it's not a financial exactly. uh, argument for them. Not at all. They're just saying I don't want to be associated with jerkwad. You know, my dad doesn't even I, know, I know how to listen to Spotify. Rogan. I could care less. Joe Rogan could disappear tomorrow, and it wouldn't affect my life at all. At all. My mom, who is probably your dad's age, loves Spotify. And so, she's considering canceling her subscription. I'm saying that they're, I never use they're, it, they're so listening. I don't you're use it you're probably right. They're probably making money on it now, but they better be. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it, it could turn into a train of people leaving the I, station. If I they want know. to become a podcast-only format and platform, that's where they're going to be heading. I think that Spotify exists in a space where they're just too convenient for most people to unsubscribe. And most people don't care that much. 
I don't say most people don't care, but they don't care you enough go, to cancel. You go ahead and start making a list of all the social media platforms that no longer exist anymore that you could have said that about 10, 15 years ago. And let me know when you're done. <laughs> um, all right. So Trump says he will pardon the rioters uh, from January 6th. Idiot. If he is reelected. Sorry. Uh, he said also he did say for the first time that he did pressure Vice President Mike Pence to overturn the electoral results of 2020 and how is that news vice we know president that. pence said that they have not spoken since right they have not had one word of a conversation since last story in the upfront wrap-up and then we're going to get our guest in here and uh, we'll let you take just a quick break uh oh we're Russell. doing that now yeah just okay. here in just two seconds okay. kellyanne conway has a book out and talking about a great big who cares it's called here's the deal and literally, even the publishers have said, we're not sure who the audience for this book is. Wait, who, what did she do? <laughs> She's the one that came up with the phrase, alternative facts. Mm -hmm. She was the spokesperson for Trump. Oh, she during was the campaign spokesperson. Yeah, okay. yeah, the campaign spokesperson. And came up with alternative facts mm -hmm. when he started using the term fake, fake news. news. And everybody goes, what the hell is that? She goes... Well, there are alternative facts. You have the fact of gravity, where I let go of this pen like I did last week, and it falls. The alternative fact is that it would just float there forever in a neutral, balanced state, I guess. I don't know. We haven't, we haven't seen it happen yet, but we feel assured that it would if everything was just right, if all the stars aligned exactly right. All right, let's go ahead and do the switch around here. All right. We're going to get uh, the gentleman in here who comes to us from the area around Salisbury, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. uh, the area around Stonehenge, down along the channel, yep. uh, and uh, kind of about midway in the middle of the big island uh, of the U.K. And uh, he came in because he and Shannon Fuller were friends with not Wordle, but words friends with, with word. friends, friends with words, friends. words with friends. Words with friends. I'm another, sorry. Yes. Another game that I don't play and probably I love never that. will. That's a great game. And uh, but they they actually struck up a conversation and then a friendship and they played regularly. And when they had the big get together for Shannon the other day, uh, our buddy Mr. Chicago grabbed me, and and you know like he normally does, sure. drunk drunkenly sure. and, and 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 sort and of said, you, you know, have to do yeah, this. sort of sort of a little bit off kilter <laughs> and he said you need to go talk to this guy over here he would make a great interview so fred the brit joins us now and uh, i i just now learned his last name he's in my contacts as fred the brit and i hope that's not offensive no uh, you can't offend me by calling me what I am. All it's right. Fred Hope, right? Fred Hope, yeah, great Fred last Hope, name. The Brit. And he's wearing a meatloaf t-shirt, which tells me he's A-OK. -okay. He's A-OK -okay <laughs> with the audience that we have here at the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. All right, I said, I know it's not actually Salisbury. What is the name of the town that you are actually from in that neck of the woods? Uh, the county is called Wiltshire. Wiltshire. And the town is called Calne, C-A-L-N-E. Wiltshire is the home of the chalk horse, if I'm not mistaken. Is yeah, it, is I believe we have 11 chalk horses. Why all horses? Why didn't they? Why didn't the Paleolithic people of the time ever do like the like the Nazca people did down in the South America? Why didn't they make um, some spiders and scorpions? And to, I guess you didn't have that many scorpions. To disappoint you, uh, <laughs> almost all of them. In fact, all of them are not Paleolithic. Oh, I am. They are uh, either conglomerates of moderately rich people or singular rich people from sort of 150, 200 years ago that wanted to secrete their mark on the locals. How about um, that? And in fact, there is 
uh, in the village that I spent a lot of my childhood growing up in called Cheryl, uh, which is spelled Cher Hill, C-H-E-R-H-I-L-L. There's an obelisk shaped monument on top of the hill, which the white horse or one of the the 11 white horses sits on. Is related to? Um, And the obelisk shaped monument was erected so that the chap, Lord Lansdowne, could sit in his drawing room and see the periphery of his territory whilst he was supping his tea and uh, shouting at the He butler. was the king of all he surveyed. Y- yeah. Yeah, at basically. that point. I, I, for those who don't know, you've, you've heard certainly the song, uh, the, you know, there'll be white doves over the white cliffs of Dover, and I guess uh, many other tunes that were World War II uh, songs at the time. Vera Lynn singing about bringing the boys back home to the white cliffs of Dover. And the majority of the, the the seascape in that part of the UK there at the English Channel, it does end abruptly, the land ends abruptly in, in chalk white hills. I mean, you have, you know, nice green turf on the top, but I mean, once you go over the side, all you would see on your way down to the rocky death below that would await you would be just a, a sheet of white. And yeah, it's, it's, that's it's true. It's pretty stunning. So there's, um, there's Beachy Head, which is uh, a popular place for people to uh, escape there mortal uh, constraints if yeah. you want to if you want to say it like that popular um, for jumpers yeah. yeah and i think people even drive cars off if they can get them nice um but i, I can tell you what chalk is made of it's uh, it's coccoliths and coccoliths are the tiny little plates that were uh, calcium carbonate crystals on the outside of coccolithophorids which are tiny um, floating sea creatures, so. so kind of almost coral-like. Uh, almost, but they're floating and sing. You know, they're they're single and organisms. They just, they're not communal. And they just plate up on top of each other until they become 150, you know, feet tall. Or yeah, more. when they when they die, the plates fall off. They stack up. So you've got. A, a I actually have several chunks from when we traveled there. Uh, my 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 first wife and I went there and spent ten days driving across the English channel from one end to the other and people thought we were insane they thought that was just absolutely just just i mean just lunatic to want to drive that far in such a short period of time and of course we're talking about a culture where people go on holiday and they just go to a town 30 minutes away and stay there for three months it's a very different place uh and the way that they approach their vacations and things but yeah we really enjoyed it tremendously i've still got a couple of big chunks of chalk that i just put in my pack and still have them sitting on top of my speakers at the house you'd get on famously with my son he's a a big stick and stone collector so we've got lots of chalk and how hard has it been for you to get a cup of tea here a good Uh, i've i've not had well i was about to lie then i've had a cup of tea uh, in your sense, which is sweet and cold. No, not in my black. sense. My no, sense is no. hot with cream and honey. Oh, okay. She, well, she's if you, a, she's an Aussie. If you sneak over to Shannon's house, I brought her a box of Yorkshire gold tea, which oh, should nice. be served, in my opinion, with milk, no sugar, yes, hot. Right. Um, but it's it's been hard to get a cup of tea, but just to hark back to what you were saying about British people thinking you're a lunatic. Um, several people, anyway. several people since I've got here have have been uh, surprised to say the least that my first visit to the US was first of all into Atlanta in rush hour traffic in a Ford F one fifty hire truck, <laughs> uh, and then second they're stunned when uh, when I say yeah I've, I've come to Chattanooga and they say oh right where else are you going no. Chattanooga <laughs> and destination and then the next question is. Um, why are you here? 
and you guys know yeah. the answer but y- yeah. you know you direct the conversation but i'm happy to talk about whatever you want did, I, I know i just did you did you have fun the other night because i certainly did and i think that you you got a real good segment of the population that is some seriously old school very very good hearted people and from all walks of life i mean movers and shakers and very rich old money as we would say around here and some of the some of the newbies from like the CFC out here. I, I know you were talking to some of the soccer players. Yeah. Uh, just a second ago, and so it was a, it was a it was a really good cross section of the town, in my opinion, for you to to meet. Uh, you'll you'll go back with one of the better impressions. Yeah. Of the southeastern United States. I, I, so th- th- as a background, I have been in contact with Shannon for ten or twelve years. We started on words with friends, then it was emails, then Skype when my son was born. Then things went a bit quiet whilst I was, you know, pretending to be a father and making up on the job as we all do. Yeah, we all do. Um, and I, I was clearing up an email account the other day, emailed her, you know, how's things, things here are good. I'm unwell. And ever since I knew what Zaza's was, um, I've wanted to have lunch there. And because I'm 33, I don't think I've ever built a bucket list. But when she said I'm ill, I thought, well, that's a bucket list item. You, and well, you'd wanted to go to the United States anyway, and you just needed a good excuse. Yeah, and I thought that's a that's a bucket list item, uh, and there's an egg timer running on it now, and I'll be damned if uh, if I don't do it. So the choice was either stay at home and regret not going forever, or come and remember whatever happens forever. And my only two non-negotiables were lunch at Zaza's, and give Shannon a hug, everything else. Aww. And you got a chance to do that in spades. Um, yeah. So, all right. Um, so I, nice. I remember, of course, actually my wife asking for iced tea at a pub mm. and the guffaws that we got from that. And yeah. they all thought we were very cute and quaint for asking such a ridiculously stupid question. Um, but also, I mean, a pub culture is something that we do not have that is, you know, Ooh, I mean, I it's. Know. It's, I was going to say, if we did, it really would probably be more a meet and three type place, like that's what we would refer to Zarzars as, yeah. as opposed to a bar. Yeah. So, uh, Zarzars. Cafe as opposed to bar. Yeah. Zarzars, uh, as I've been led to understand and firsthand experience, is a, a more traditional diner. But where you said uh, there doesn't seem to be much pub culture here, I can tell you about the first hour. Uh, from getting into Chattanooga, park my Ford F-150. I will come back to that. Don't um, think we're not going to come back to that because I know what kind of cars y'all drive yeah. over there. And that was like it being in an 18-wheeler for you, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so park up. Knock, knock, knock. Hello. Uh, walk into Shannon Dixie's house. There's other people in there. Gave Shannon a hug, all the rest of it. And Joe said, right, Shannon's tired. You need some food. Get on the golf cart, and I thought golf cart. Golf cart. Yeah. I hate. I hate golf. Um, and he said, "No, no, it's it, it's a thing here. It's a thing here. You 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 park your golf cart on the on the sidewalk pavement, and uh, just just get in. Stay in the community. So yeah. he he turns the key, turns another switch, and there's there's like neon underlighting on this yes, golf cart. Yes, yes, yeah. He's got it tricked out. So we then have a whistle stop tour of Chattanooga. Uh, th- there's the there's the choo choo. It, it, it used to be a railway station. That's a hotel. Uh, okay, there's a pickle barrel. Uh, right, that there is a is a stage. The the, the front it, hydraulics it flaps up the, the stage and the grass and yes. Okay, we're here. Get out. It's Cherry Street Tavern. <laughs> and 
So, okay. so you actually you actually passed about fourteen microbreweries in that yeah. time. Yeah, and I I used to be a brewer until yeah. the pandemic. I I worked firstly as a brewer and then as a sales manager for a brewery and distillery. But when the pandemic came, eighty five percent of my job had the shins kicked out from under it. Okay, I I know uh, Brian. Feel free. Russell's still in here. Normally he hangs out in the bed. I, I think if anybody has a question or a comment, feel feel free to jump in. Jump on a mic. I'm going to ask you. I, I I do have to ask. When, when when we landed in Heathrow and we had plans to drive to Eastburn, which didn't seem that far. It didn't seem that far at all. Yep. And so I get into the Volkswagen Golf, Ooh. which to us would be, of course, a mini compact sedan, a very small car. And of course, I'm sitting on the wrong side of the car. Yep. I'm 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 shifting gears. It was a five speed with my left hand, so you which is completely and I'm driving on the driving wrong stick. side of the road just to, to shift your shifter. Hmm. And we immediately hit a twenty lane roundabout where I stayed <laughs> for about fifteen minutes trying to figure oh. out how to go from the inside to the outside and finally ejected from this roundabout toward Eastburn. And mm. I mean, I burned a course until we hit the the channel, and I just looked to my right. I mean, literally, it t-boned into the ocean, yeah. and there was a bed and breakfast. I said, "We're staying right there," and I pointed, and my hand was shaking, shaking <laughs> from driving on the wrong side of the road in the wrong side of the car, yeah. and not really understanding the way people moved about over there. And the golf was huge. It was huge mm. in comparison, and I thought we were in this little car, and it was like a tank. So an <laughs> F-150 in Atlanta, and you doing the same thing, must have been a bit of a culture shock. Yeah. Um, I, no one's directly called me an idiot for doing that, but it, it's been implied. <laughs> um, so got, got off where you were talking about a 20-lane roundabout. I would be far more comfortable to see any roundabouts here because it's all grid pattern. So I got yeah. out of the airport um, in my truck and allowing for exaggeration, there's a 6,000 lane highway. Um, <laughs> and everyone is keen to keen to change at least three or four lanes every mile. For no left reason. Right. Yeah. For no reason whatsoever. Quickly yes. <laughs> and without warning. And no signal. No, no. We no. have signals. They just don't use them. Someone told me, yeah, I haven't seen one yet. <laughs> Um, so there, there's all this lane changing going on. I'm, I'm in what is effectively a cross-channel ferry compared to the cars <laughs> I'm used to at home, and uh, I'm I'm just thinking, is this even is this even narrow enough to stay in one lane? Do I straddle two lanes in this thing? <laughs> and then there's an an F three fifty ripping past, and then there's and it was straddling two lanes. Yeah, so said, yeah, I can do that. There's a, a Freightliner and a Kenworth and a Peterbilt, and <sighs> and everything's happening all at once. I'm thinking, okay, I might not actually get to Chattanooga. Were your hands shaking? Uh, uh, no, they were white knuckles. Because <laughs> it's automatic. Death, I didn't have death, anything. Death to... imprint on the steering wheel. All right, uh, I, I need to say this. Actually, even though we played the Explore More sound uh, intro for this, this obviously is going to be a very glorified segment of Outside Looking In is what yeah. this really yeah. is. And uh, normally we get you know comedians from New York and uh, you know Jewish entertainers from other parts of the the country, and they come to our little town, and we think it's interesting to get their take on our town from this outside perspective. So we're getting a, a good dose of it today, and I I have to ask right off the bat, I I 
historically, and this is something a lot of people around here don't realize, that Great Britain, uh, the, the UK, and the South really have more historical ties and probably are more akin, we would say, than other parts of the country, to, and including mm-hmm. New England. Um, I mean, they backed us in the Civil War. Um, they were on our side because of the cotton. And mm-hmm. I, I think there's uh, also, of course, I mean, much of the UK is, is very rural and still agrarian, and we still are as well, even though you the small farmers are being pretty much put out of business. But I mean, you still yeah. have the rolling landscape, and that's something that you see over there. You know, the edge of town is the edge of by God town. After that, it's country. You don't see the rolling suburbs. You know, they just sprawl out in every direction the same way you do over here. So I think there's a kinship there, and I was just going to get your take on that. Do you do you think you'd feel more natural here than you would in New York or L.A.? Um, I would have to go to New York or L.A. to say for sure. I've driven in lots of cities uh, in the U.K., and I'm definitely more comfortable driving in the countryside, lower stress. Um, the roads where I am are narrower. The traffic density is lower. The average speed is almost twice it feels like you guys aren't so fast here which is useful um, Mm. when it's bewildering Um, but as you described your countryside starts right at the edge of town I live on the edge of a town Um, I can be well to a stranger you would feel lost in five minutes I can be up a hill in a woodland and until the next town there's just beautiful sweeping bends and you know yeah not not much I'll be honest the exurbs don't exist really I mean and and by design by but, design. but there there are in lots of villages and lots of towns near me empty spaces which are uh, quite quickly being gobbled up by house building corporation well, firms um, so that lots of the dead space gets infilled and that makes people either extremely happy if they get a house out of it for cheap or extremely sulky if they've lived there for 600 years and don't want to see a new person how did you find the people here? Uh, yes so I was saying before I'm, I'm by no means an emotionally stunted person at home. I'm very open book and I'll, I'll say what I think. Um, and I think it's, it is the essence of being a human being to experience a full spectrum of human emotion. If you don't, then you're a lower ape in my mind. Um, so I, I, I thought, you know, I've, I've, I've felt most things, extreme sadness, extreme happiness, all this sort of stuff. Um, but it's been quite disarming coming here and it's been uh, a sort of significant exercise in emotional Pilates, if you like. Um, I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. I'm writing that down. Yeah. <laughs> so I I tried not to come with too many preconceived ideas because the media will portray Americans as uh, sort of boot wearing lunatics firing their guns in the air shooting everyone. They wouldn't be wrong. Yeah, I, I have met some of them and they were lovely, um, but. I, I came here without too many preconceived ideas with two motives, meet my friend, have lunch, ticket off the bucket list, everything else is a movable feast. And it's been disarming how welcoming people have been, how surprised they are I came. Um, I, I wanted to do it, the, you know, I felt like I had to do it. You've mentioned Southern hospitality more than once. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it exists. It, it, it's, re- it's real. It's, n- it's not a nebulous, no. uh, indefinable thing. Everyone here is, is so generous. I, I think it's probably the the thing I struggle with most from other people is just generosity. How do you say thanks enough? And I suppose I'm trying. I'll give something back to your community. And I think I'll go home and be more mindful of uh, 
just valuing the time I spend with my friends. You mentioned, all right, the, the gun culture. We've got to touch on this, and yeah. we, we will let you go. You, he, he, now, Fred does have other things to do today. He's got one more day. Um, and you're 50-50 here. Me and Russell over there, he's not wearing his boots, but he does have some. I mean, jack boots, too. I mean, he, he'll put them on your throat right. in a heartbeat. Now, we're, we're, we're not just mild gun enthusiasts. He is, he is truly an enthusiast. He actually uh, creates his own weaponry. I mean, 3D <laughs> technology and stuff of this nature. I own easily 15 weapons. I haven't counted them lately. The firearms, I mean, th this is just part of being part of this country. Brian does not. I have a phobia. I'm the opposite of these guys. Absolutely, absolutely, completely different. And I of have course, this pen. And she does not. So have you, we're, have you got we're kitchen knives? We're, we're I do have kitchen knives. Yeah, you arms. Split, split <laughs> down the middle. Uh, right here, 50-50, and in this neck of the woods, it would probably be closer to 80-20 with people, gun ownership, firearms, and people yeah. who carry in their vehicle, which you can do without uh, any kind of permit, which I think all of us were in agreement that there needed to be some kind of training period, but with mm. the Republicans currently in charge of the state legislature, they're going in the opposite way, saying if you want to carry, you can carry. You don't have to have a permit. That's ridiculous. You don't have to, have to prove anything. I yeah. think it's ridiculous too, but probably about 80-20. So does that worry you? Did, are you aware of that as you're moving through the crowd, um, that you're probably surrounded by people who are He probably armed. wasn't until just now. Yeah, way to go yeah. now. Yeah, sorry. No, <laughs> just being I honest. I did, it's, you think 80-20 would be about right? I mean, seriously. Yeah, I think I think that's about accurate. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a question I've asked a few people. I've spoken to Austin Garrett. I've spoken to a park ranger called Matt Sheriff, and I've I've spoken to them about guns. I've also spoken to a, a just a police officer called Greg Stroud. There you go. Three name drops. Because um, I've got a really good friend. I'm godfathered his son at home called Alex, uh, colloquially known as Pav. He's a firearms officer for the police at home, and he's a rare bird. Um, our police officers are not armed. They have an extending baton to, to sort of tap people with if they're misbehaving. Um, some of them have tasers, so you can liven things up a bit. But the idea that a police officer would have uh, something to kill someone else is is not correct. And And furthermore, the idea that the populace would be, should be, or are armed and walking around like that is is alien it's almost like going to a different universe here and it's not a judgment it's just very very different for me so when i approach the park ranger at the top of lookout mountain with my hands in my pockets at craven's house the first thing he said to me was not oh hey how are you doing we got to that it was get your hands out your pockets because i was in a hire truck from atlanta and he he said you know people like to walk up to the windows of police vehicles and shoot them so that's straight away just mind-blowing. That's not a fad that we've currently picked up here, but it certainly is an issue across the country right now as there are so many people who are upset. And this will be the last thing that I venture into, and, and we'll let you go. You guys jump in, any, anything you've got left. But um, 2020 was a rough year for everybody, as yep. we all know. And as I was telling you before we started the show today, I don't know that I've ever been as emotionally moved as I was, and we talked about this on the air when we were all still broadcasting at a radio station. And I, you know, as I was when the rest of the world joined in to the protests over the death of George Floyd, you know, we were, it took us a while, Russell and I were so 
frustrated at the national media here for being so slow to pick up on this zeitgeist inside of our, our country. They were so focused on COVID, they were, they were missing the fact that Atlanta and LA and Minneapolis were on fire, literally. And when they finally caught up, I remember coming home one day just thinking, my God, what, what have we become? And all of a sudden I see cameras from around the world, including the UK, Moscow, everywhere, and they're out in the streets protesting this untimely and unfair death. And I felt more akinship to my brothers and sisters around the globe than I believe I ever have, mm. frankly. Yeah, it's, um, it's it, I, I did sort of touch on the elephant in the room that you're talking about, which is George Floyd. I touched on it with um, with one of the law enforcement people I spoke to, and it's it's a sticky situation sure. for sure. Um, but to, to sort of cover off, to finish what I was thinking about firearms, uh, it's it's totally different. And I had explained to me that your vehicle is an extension of your home. You mm-hmm. protect it as you would your kid's bedroom. Yes. Uh, with with you know just bristling with an arsenal of weapons if sure. you wanted to. Um, and I've also spoken about how you de-escalate if you wanted to, I know it's constitutional, Second Amendment, uh, how you de-escalate the situation you've got, which is police armed to the teeth, populace armed to the teeth, both have got their hackles up, you know, one is there to defend the people and uphold the laws of the of the country, the other is there to uphold their sort of liberties and freedoms, and it's it's a a really well-armed Mexican standoff. It shouldn't be a juxtaposition. It should be. I mean, I, I, we, we certainly back the blue. We certainly want our law enforcement officers to be as well-armed as the bad guys, and we want to be the good guys that can help. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah. when a firearm is around, it normally gets used when things get tense, or at least brandished, which should never happen. Hmm. Nobody should ever see it unless it's actually about to bark. And uh, that would be a sad scenario. But yeah, I mean, you do, and the same sort of situations you're describing, driving, people flashing guns, that's, that's not a good scenario. That's yeah. something I, I don't, I, I, don't uh, I envy other nations for not having reached that point yet, and I hope you never do. Yeah, um, it, so for context, for people that live here, um, people that have weaponry at home, you cannot have a pistol in the UK, the end. Um, the only people that have them are vets for humane dispatch of horses. You can have a rifle provided you have a certificate, uh, a, a safe bolted to the wall for the rifle, a safe bolted to the wall for the ammunition, and your certificate is reviewed annually by a firearms officer to check that you've got land to shoot on and a reason to shoot it or permission from a landowner. Shotgun, same. Um, air rifles have to be low-powered, but but no one is armed, and there we we've had no mass shootings and you guys had 374 last year. The notion of a school shooting is not a thing, and it's not, it's not. Go ahead, Brian. It, oh, I don't, we don't have enough time. I know. We I don't know. have enough time. I know, I just, it, <laughs> so it, if, if I could just wrap up, the reason I came was a pilgrimage to have lunch, um, a pilgrimage to see Shannon, and the rest has been just a whirlwind of generosity, hospitality, and you've got a, a seriously nice community, and if you can support Zaza's. Well, your insights have been been very uh, delightful today. I've appreciated. Yes, it. I've yeah. not very said much, much so. but I appreciate it. Thank no, you for asking me. Beatles or Stones? 
uh, Beatles. Thank you. Um, and o- Oasis? Uh, <laughs> three out of ten. Ah, get out of here. What are you doing here? That's the, that's the end of the hospitality right there. All right, brother. Um, enjoy the rest of Wait your stay. Wait a minute. Yes. Joy Division or New Order? Ah, uh, Joy Division. All right, all right, all right, all right. Again, you know, again, we're we're a cross section, so you know, you you're, you're not always going to please everybody. What a sweet gesture it was for you to come, even though this you say this was on your bucket list. Um, how how thrilled was Shannon to see you? Uh she's she's very well. She's hoarse and she's struggling to speak at the minute, but she's been extremely good at saying exactly how thankful and grateful she is, uh, and it's clear that she's some sort of, she must be magic or magnetic or something because the number of people that have turned up and the things they've said have been absolutely stunning and it's a really sweet reflection of the best side of your community Actually, and I'm pleased you, I saw it. When you think about the fact that her husband's you know, name is Dixie, which is a, a, a term that gets you canceled these days. Yep. And I think actually they're very good uh, representatives of the South and the fact that they can be rough hewn, rugged edged, uh, maybe a little bit vocal, uh, maybe even a little bit uh, uh, foul, foul, risque, uh, you know, a language and, 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 and what would some people would think to be just shockingly gregarious uh, overboard. But the fact is their hearts are huge. They're massive. They're, they're whale-sized yeah. hearts, and uh, they're filled with compassion, and I think that's what you find around here very often man thank you so much for dropping by the show absolute pleasure thank you for asking continue to enjoy the uh the nicer weather uh it's it's you definitely got here during a cold snap we don't normally get this hmm. uh nowhere near as often as we've had it here late but thank you very much we appreciate it tremendously absolute pleasure right. and this is chattanooga drive-in show and this is of course the editorial segment everybody's got one everybody's got one an opinion and most of them stink and I will share a little bit of an editorial with you right here and this is going to be short and sweet we've already touched on it when it gets to the two-party system here in this country I think it has become more than obvious in my opinion now that the Democrats are bumbling stumbling morons and the Republicans are as a general rule liars and just frauds they say whatever is going to get them votes and keep them popular at the time and do not have any fear of flip-flopping repeatedly multiple times in a short space a short duration well you're just describing politicians in I, my I, it, but it's just the gop seems to have a monopoly on it right now and i'm, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. go back to the trump talking about pardoning the January 6th riot defendants. And this is the party of what? Law and order. This is the party of back the blue. And this is the guy that's supposedly the red, white, and blue super patriot. (laughs) And this is what he is going to do to the people that stormed our Capitol and tried to keep the people's voice from being heard. And he's going to be, he's going to be put up on a, on a, on a, on a pillar on another, you know, monumental pedestal for taking this stance because we love these people. They're very special and near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, they're special. special. There's 700 plus of them in jail. I think special is a word that (laughs) that could be accurately used. Absolutely. And I mean, they're, they're charged with federal crimes, assaulting police officers, conspiracy. I mean, the leaders of the far right movement that basically planned and pulled this thing off and sucked so many innocent people who were 
just flag-waving, just good old-fashioned Americans from a red state, sucked them into it. They're they're not going to do anything to help these people. And a blanket pardon is one of the worst ideas I've ever heard in my life for any particular crime. I have my doubts that if, in the unlikely event, he does win in 2024, or even runs in 2024, I, I, I doubt that he would do that. I think that it's more of political positioning than anything. It's and part of the script this week. Exactly, it's part this of the week. television script. And see, and this month. watch <laughs> the script be rewritten <laughs> next week, and they'll 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 <laughs> flip. I'm telling you, it is just like Tucker Carlson. It's an entertainment complex, as you've pointed out, mm-hmm. and they're looking for ratings. They need ratings. They need revenue that comes with ratings. The Democrats can't figure out what the hell they are, my, who the hell they are. They're a bunch of just dingleberries out there running up and down against each other like Keystone Cops and can't even come up and, with consensus in their d- own party when they have power. Dumb Democrats don't vote. Dumb Republicans do. My, in my opinion, that's a good analysis too. In my opinion, it's I think he's just trying to keep himself in the headlines. You know, say the next outrageous thing that keeps you in the headlines because that keeps you relevant. Got no problem with that. I told you I'd keep it simple and straightforward. And in the duh category, the schwa category today, it's going to be fairly simple as well. And I need to go ahead and get the plug in for our good friend Jason Armstrong and American Exotic Guitars before we get too much further down the road. Jason is the proprietor of American Exotic Guitars. Thank you very much, Russell Vanna White Stroud, for pointing out the poster behind me. Um, the highest-end quality handcrafted, completely custom-made instruments. I mean, your the width of your fingers will come into play. The length of your, your wingspan will come into play. This is your guitar and nobody else's. And I did bring them up the other night with the musicians that were playing yeah. at Shannapalooza down there that's at the so Fountain. That's so nice. Did you really? Tap room. Yeah. That's, and they, a, that's they fantastic. They all know. They all know about him. Yeah. They know about the instruments. They were auctioning off guitars. Yeah, right. But things that have been in Dixie's family family for years mm-hmm. artwork that they've collected over the years that people have given them for just because they love Zarzars mm-hmm. or they love Dixie book and their band at Riverbend yeah. and uh, you know several guitars were auctioned off all of them every single person knew who Jason was and the type of work he did with these outrageous exotic That's woods fantastic. that have different tones to them and you can find anything you want to know about American exotic guitars by going to their website American Exotic Guitars.com. Oh, we're very glad to have them on board. And uh, thank you so much. And the duck category today is about mouse. Mm. What was the most what was the most predictable thing that was going to happen? Yeah, we all saw this one. They coming. sold a bunch of books. They sold one to my wife who said, Damn it, I'm 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 ordering one now. So we've got yeah. heading our way. The Ask complete, Dr. Seuss about this. The complete mm-hmm. mouse is coming to our house. We'll have the mouse in the house. And if anybody in McMinn County has an eighth grader who wants to read it and they can't find it in the library now, Get in contact with me, and I will loan the book out to you. I didn't write this down, but I saw it this morning in the headlines. There is actually a comic book store that will give away free copies to anybody would like who would like to read Mouse. It is oh. it is even worse or better, depending on how you want to look at it, than I thought it was going to be. I knew we would become a laughing stock over the McMinn County School Board's decision. I didn't know that it would be this big a news item, to be frank. Well, it has yeah. it has been international. It has all of the earmarks of the makings of a national story. You've got dumb rednecks, you've got a book banning, and you've got evil politicians. So it's like everything the national media loves all in one. 
Thank you so much, McMinn County School Board. And we got a couple of legislators who now say, oh, and this is this is beyond beautiful. Let me see if I can find the, the quote here. Who they're going after obscene books in school libraries. <laughs> uh, some guy named Scott uh, Cockpicky of oh, really? Kalioka and Senator Joey Hensley of Ho in the Wall. Hell of a last name. Ho in the Wall, <laughs> wherever that is. Two representatives, state representatives, Cockpicky and Ho in the Wall, um, <laughs> are pushing this uh, bill Jesus. that would take obscene material out of school libraries. And guess what's obscene? John Rich of Big and Rich. Huh? John Rich of Big and Rich, the, the duo, he sent out a tweet and then backed it up with a couple of uh, public statements saying that this needed to happen in Tennessee because, quote, our kids are being exposed to containing obscene and pornographic content, to books containing obscene and pornographic content. And what was their big hit? Save a horse, ride a cowboy. That was their big number one hit that made Big and Rich somebody (laughs) that you would even know who they were. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. If that's not profane, right, then what what is profane about teaching the truth of the Holocaust? Just, the what a moron! Let me get this in, what Russell. A dumbass. It's the uh, Nirvana comics is going to be giving away those. Okay. In fact, I think there's several bookstores that are going to be giving them away for I, free. My, mine will be on loan to anybody who wants to read it. There ain't and come a damn eighth grader me. that wants to read it, so don't worry about it. No, there is now. That's not so true. There is now. Not, now you, not no, so you're, true. you're right. There is now. Forbidden Fruit Syndrome. Yeah, until yeah. next, till tomorrow. I yeah. guarantee you that, uh, I, you guys know, I've played a lot of online video games. I guarantee you that I've heard much more obscene things from eighth graders in Call of Duty than is oh ever contained. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I mean, they just think of the games they're playing, and You'll, they think that the the the, the yeah. scenes from the the in a graphic novel from something that really occurred that they need to know about is going to disturb them somehow. It's going to yeah. cause them to go over the brink of madness. Yeah, these kids are telling each other to kill themselves over Fortnite games. I mean, yeah, come on new. now, good God Almighty! I'm playing the game. I'm like, you want me to do what to my mom? Chattanooga oh, Safety okay. Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. Clearly, uh, the conversation we had with Fred Hope, uh, Fred the Brit, uh, took up most of today's show and enjoyed it very yeah, much. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed thought, it very, very okay. much. So anyway, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I have, I'm you not have doing nothing. diddly. Um, I'm just going to mention the Lookout Wild Film Festival again. All right. That is happening February 4th, 7 p.m., and February 5th and 6th, 7 p.m., $20 per session. TivoliChattanooga.com, I guess, is where you would find your tickets. Actually, I will say this real quick. With the Winter Olympics beginning this week, right? Starts this week. Hey! Uh, Opening uh, ceremonies tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. I'm excited. Uh, There's a, a parade magazine, which comes in your Sunday paper, had this big, huge spread on curling. We had the skillet curling contest <laughs> last weekend, Lodge Manufacturing, of course, of course. And I was sitting here looking at their our our American heroes on the curling team here. <laughs> and you talk about a bunch of schmoes who looked like they came right out of a brewery somewhere in the backside of Milwaukee. They Either. Did. And, uh, and, Either. And, How you doing? And here here's one of the reasons you don't know any more about curling than you do. All right. I didn't realize it was such a thinking man's game. Oh yes. Uh, it's it's a game of strategy. Check it out. The clock tracks thinking time, which is actually the term that they use. Mm-hmm. There are 10 rounds, or as they call them, ends in a curling match. 10 rounds. Each round, the team gets 38 minutes 
of thinking, thinking time. time. They wow. get 38 minutes times 10 for the strategy of the throw they're about to make. Yeah, and you to, wonder why yeah. America is not gripped by curling fever. I think it's very exciting to watch. Oh, my gosh. So there you go. You sure I just it's not because they need it because their IQs are not that... I'm just saying. I, 38 I, minutes I, times 10. You're going to throw though. this rock down the ice. Let's sit here and think about how we're going to do this. How about just flicking it with your wrist and making as many of those things pop out of the place you use the as you can. The spot. What do they call... The spot is called home... If I'm not mistaken, the the the, the center target. Oh, it, there there's plenty to know. There's plenty to learn. The button, the button. <laughs> oh, the button. The button is what it's called. To land on the button. At Quality Tire Pros, we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. Regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutout brought to you by Tennessee American Water Company since 1887, bringing you fine quality drinking water. Good for you and your family for doing whatever you're doing, including cleaning around the house. You can drink it right out of the tap with no trouble whatsoever. All right, we got four finalists for police chief. Atlanta Police Department Deputy Chief Celeste Murphy, the only woman in the group. She is an African-American woman as well. New Orleans Police Department Deputy Superintendent Paul Noel. Now, there's somebody who has seen corruption in the department up close and hopefully knows how to deal with it. The Vancouver Police Department Assistant Chief Troy Price Vancouver, Washington, not British Columbia. He is an American citizen. I don't want uh, no Canucks in my chat. You talk about a clean, pristine city. When do you hear about major crimes happening in Vancouver? So either that would be a good strike for him or a good strike against him that he'd be coming from a town that is so well-behaved. And our own homegrown Glenn Scruggs, the assistant chief Glenn Scruggs, from the CPD here. There's your four. Very surprised if uh, Glenn Scruggs did not get the position. I was gonna say, yeah, my vote is for Glenn. And I think you already heard, of course, Fred talking up. Austin Garrett was mm-hmm. doing security for the event the yeah, other night. It was nice to down see at Zarzars in the Fountainhead Tap Room, which is a nice place, by the way. Very nice. I have nice, no reason yes. to be going into tap rooms. I mean, these days. Well, you didn't I'd, get close enough to yeah, the taps. But I'm just saying, it was just it it was it was beautiful. I had no idea that space was there. Riverbend VIP passes are all sold out. So so whether or not people like the lineup or not, certainly people are buying tickets uh, like crazy. Big write-up in the Saturday. No, I take it back. It was the Monday papers, yesterday's paper, on the venue church. Mm-hmm. They have been devastated by the local you know, and most recent scandal that had to do with the pastor. Ron Phillips is pastor emeritus, of course, for years and years. Uh, out there at uh, Abba's House, Abba's house. Yeah. and now it's just called what the Venue Church. Venue Church. Oh, I did think. they change the name? Yeah, I and, didn't know that. And and, it's and been they, Venue for a long the, time. The pastor mm-hmm. was accused of having a relationship, an inappropriate relationship, with a member, and their membership now the people, the attendees to the church, is now down by about three quarters. I mean, they literally. Oof. It's it's empty, and they are having problems with their technical aspects of their service because people have just left. Mm-hmm. They've just left, and and I hate to see that happen to a church. But then when you find out that they were raising money 
and really knuckling people down and putting pressure on them to tithe so the pastor could get a pair of $200 Gucci slippers and said so, and said so. Two of the people that I saw again at the at the Shannapalooza, Weston Womp, who will be our guest on Friday, his sister Cody Womp, who's running against Neil Pinkston for the DA position. The county mayoral candidates are going to be debating. They've set up a debate that's going to be on February 21st on East Main Street, and we'll talk more about that later. Uh, Our old co-worker, and you're still co-worker, David Tulis, is Mm -hmm. in the race now. He's got papers. He hadn't filed yet, but he's going to. And that's enough for regional roundup shotgun shout out. To uh, right. We'll just have to do this as we record. Where we're we going? We got way too much left to do to get this. Uh, we, what do you we, want? You got a we, flex? We, we can ba- we can we can real, we can we short. can do a short so corner a if you want a corner. A tiny little corner. Short a short flex here. So and be fair to we'll, Chris. We'll, we'll call it. We'll call it a done deal. Did we skip? John? Yeah. yeah, we did. Y'all do it together. Okay. You do yours, and then she does. It. Okay. Well, real quick. Sorry, everybody. Real quick. Uh, Time for Ty G. We all know Chris Campbell. Did you know that uh, Time for Taiji with Chris Campbell has been providing workplace wellness programs since the year 2000? That's 22 years ago. Uh, he's successfully implemented stress management programs for the home office employees of Home Depot, Kimberly Clark, Gwinnett County, and Bell South Corporations, just to name a few. We all need to de-stress and take a step back from the craziness and anxiety we're surrounded by. Time for Taiji, that's T-A-I-J-I, with Chris Campbell, provides Taiji tools to use for release of stress to prevent headaches and migraines and sleepless nights from happening while bringing a positive change to employees' demeanor and morale. Contact Chris Campbell, 423-821-8947, or email chris at timefortaiji, that's T-A-I-J-I, dot com for more details. I will be very fast, Brian, don't worry. Uh, North Korea confirmed that they launched what they call a intermediary, intermediate range uh, ballistic missile, a A-R-I-R-B-M, I always want to say A-R, I-R-B-M, it's a Hwasong-12, uh, the Norks have uh, indeed launched it into space, and they say that they can prove it with pictures. I've seen the photos, it looks like Earth. Um, Looks like it's looking down on Earth to me. There's not really much more to say about it. The reason this is significant, of course, is because this could reach Guam. And while it can't quite reach the American mainland, it could reach uh, U.S. territories like Guam, which is a particularly important American territory. Did you meet the lady that was sitting out there on the couch waiting for Fred? No, I didn't. She is from Guam. Oh, how interesting. That is where she lives. Well, she... uh, had better keep your eyes on the sky, I guess. Now, the risk of them actually doing something, I would say, is quite low because why would they? I mean, North Korea deciding to attack the United States would immediately uh, launch them into war with not just the United States, but also Japan and South Korea. You may notice that Japan and South Korea are, you know, right there in terms of geography. So uh, something like that would just be a terrible, terrible, terrible idea for North Korea. I don't think they would get much backing from the Chinese either. So while, yes, this is worrisome, it's more of, in my opinion, a, I won't say defensive measure, it's more a show of force like, don't mess with us because this is what we can do. It's still worrisome for sure, uh, and it's something that should be taken very seriously. Does it mean that they're more likely to attack the United States or any of their allies, neighbors? Not necessarily. So just something to be aware of and keep an eye on. That's all I got. I just have a couple things. Um, first, thank you to all of the um, the people that organized this, this sh- event for Shannon. It really went off without any hitch at all. The bands were great. Everyone did an incredible job, particularly Jennifer Crutchfield, Rebecca Cruz-Styles, and 
and you you hosted part of it yeah so, I, it, it, was it was a great job great job it was not even a labor of love it was just fun yeah it was fun um also i binge watched jerry mack was there too yeah yeah nice uh binge watched ozark part one i absolutely recommend that you have okay. to do that now no spoilers no spoilers i am almost not at gonna. the end of the second season now. yeah I'm just trying do to a, catch up do a good long comprehensive catch up i didn't YouTube. need it oh i did i didn't need it at I all I, I got got right I've, back into it I, I haven't had any trouble keeping up with the storyline yet and uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna recommend this since this is black history month i watched i binge watch it's a four i think a four or five part docu-series about the Central Park Five who were yeah. wrongly accused yes, of raping yes, the jogger. Yes. Oh um, it's called When They See Us. Hmm. It's uh, it's just so good. Very, very good. I, very I can, well done. Tomorrow we'll flash back on that a little yeah. bit and I'll tell you about the outrage that America had toward that group of young men. Oh, I and know it. Every, every young black man in New York City I was moved being, to New York City in 1980, wow. the end of 1988, beginning wilding. of 1989. Wilding became a, a term. They yes. totally ambushed these kids. Yeah. Mm. They were 14. I mean... That's around the time you saw those dudes with like the red berets and stuff, right? Yes, yes, yes. Curtis Sliwa and the, and the Guardian Trump, Angels. At yeah. the time, Trump, who was just a real estate guy, takes out an $85,000 ad suggesting the death death penalty for these kids they were babies uh, anyway i recommend if, that if netflix were, if they were guilty i'm still not for they the were death not penalty. anyway they were not. not not joining hands with donald trump on much i will only say this we'll end it up today we can just go out top of the pops if you know anybody from florence alabama call them get their opinion on the new logo have you seen it no. They paid $25,000 for a new logo. They already have 10,000 signatures saying it sucks <laughs> and we want it to go away. They took the F what and the, the L and the O <laughs> and they turned the L and the O into an exclamation point. And so it looks F. it looks like a hieroglyphic with, for some reason, a fleur-de-lis above it. it looks, I don't know why a fleur-de-lis is in Florence, Alabama. It looks like I have Korean. no idea. It does. <laughs> It, it 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 looks like it looks like a Nazca line. We've it's, already mentioned those once today. It's kind of a flirtily <laughs> down in the oh, what that e is. You, Here, desert, look. you know. Flip it upside down, and it's satanic. It, ah! looks, it <laughs> looks like a Korean character. So, suddenly, you're in Dambalama. <laughs> Get the hell out of there! Run! Oh, run! F. We're in Florence. Run! And um, got none. Got none. Um, we'll call this one a day. Thank you, everybody, for being able to tolerate us just being a little liquid on the format every once in a while. Thanks again to the Sports Barn for coming back on with us and re-signing up to be sponsors here. And Fred the, the Brit, what a character. Chattanooga Drive. Fred show. Hope. Fred Hope. Yeah. yeah. The British guy. Yeah, I like Brit. Fred the Bit. Fred yeah. the Brit. I think that's a... I think, I think he kind of likes it too. I mean, <laughs> that, that's the way he'll, he'll probably be known around here by a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I guess you you asked him, is that is that an insult to say the, a no, Brit? No, no, not no, at all. Not at all. We're Yanks. Yeah. We're hey. Yanks. No matter where we're from, we can How be from, from Red Bank or Eastridge. You go over there, you're a Yank, buddy. You are a Yankee every single time. Always have been and always will be. Go down south of the border, same thing. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter where you're from. Yankee, Yankee. All right, you guys have a good one. Thank you so much. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks to all our listeners. Continue to listen. Spread the word. I gave away every sticker that I think we had. We're going to have to get a bunch of new stickers and get them up in very auspicious and 
promiscuous places. Promiscuous places. What's the word I'm looking for? Right. I don't know. Conspicuous. conspicuous. That's the one it was. Yes. Conspicuous, promiscuous. I put one on the get, prime Get laid and slap a sticker on the ass of your partner, right? 